Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Blank Space Podcast, where we just fill it in with something. I told you I was going to give you a good intro. I told you. I'm so proud of you. Merry I knew Christmas. it could happen. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Hey, this this works. You, you give me a proper intro, and I have way too much eggnog. This is <laughs> this is how it, this is how it should be. It's not even Christmas. Okay, when we're recording this, it's not even Christmas yet. Save some for Christmas. Actually, my coworker, um, I kind of I kind of miss not being in the office for the holidays for one reason. Mm. We typically okay. do a potluck, and oh. um, my one coworker brings taquito. Which is like um, like a spiced kind of alcoholic drink. I guess it's like a kind of eggnog or like some kind of creamy drink. She doesn't put alcohol in it in the office, but like it's really good. She gave me the recipe once, and I gotta I gotta actually make it. But yeah, but I I didn't take you for an eggnog person to be honest. This is the first time I've ever had eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> Are you liking it? This is actually very delicious and creamy. And I can't taste the alcohol, so that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm i not a huge fan of eggnog, to be honest. It's it, typically a seasonal drink for me. It's just like apple cider, um, spiked or non, just kind of like whatever. Like it, it, That's kind of my, my choice for drinking on the holidays. You yeah. know, I'm not going to lie. I got this from my coworker. I... I might just like put in like a batch order for this for the season. <laughs> oh no, he gave you a sample of the supply and now you're buying. He did that thing all the dare commercials did back in the day. <laughs> Except with eggnog. No, Anthony, you can't do it. Think of the children. Oh who aren't gonna cool. get eggnog. <laughs> I'm totally okay with this. <laughs> Anthony, how you doing? How, how how's your week been? Honestly, kind of shit. Really? <laughs> uh, my phone br- my phone bricked yesterday. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> what what happened? Like, did you drop it in a toaster or some shit? No, 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 no. It, it did that thing where um, the 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 screen doesn't work anymore. Oh, how long do you have? Where that the uh, where the where the keyboard doesn't come up anymore. So uh, that basically signaled it was time to get a new phone, to which I got. That that, that sounds fair. That sounds fair. Mm. Your phone bricking itself is a decent reason to get a new phone. Yeah. How old was it? Yeah. I've had it, let's see. Hmm, I think at least three years now. So oh, okay. That's, that's... Maybe three, four years. It was an HTC, so I don't think they sell those anymore. Um, actually, I think they do. I think the do HTC. They? I think did they, they change do. like the brand name. No, it's still HTC. HTC is a decent brand. It's not like hmm. top of the line, but it's decent. Well, they don't sell it at T-Mobile <laughs> anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, I, I had an HTC back in the day. It was actually oh my god, I wish they would make these phones still. It was a complete smartphone touchscreen, but it folded out with a keyboard. And it's not, it wasn't like a texting phone. Like, it was a full smartphone that had a keyboard on it. It's my favorite mm. thing in the world. I wish they would bring that back. Mm. Oh, but these days, I mean, I just do voice to text. So I'm, I'm, I don't even know if I would use it if that was the case. Fair. 
Yeah, yeah. Is that is that honestly how you do like all your messaging? Is just voice the text? Not everything, but like if I'm feeling especially lazy or if I'm like uh, doing something, like if I'm cooking or if I'm working, mm. and you text someone, I'll do that. If it's a short message, if it's like a sentence or two, that's fine. But um, typically, uh, the messages between my family keep getting longer and longer because my mom <laughs> will text my mom will text me like three or four things at a time, and I'm like, all right, well, let me let me put this all in one message. It'll be like okay. it'll be like, oh hey, excited to see you for Christmas. Also, John Mulaney's in rehab. Also, your aunt's doing very well, and I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> let me let me let me let me sort this out real quick. Anyway, um, is that going to be your Christmas present to yourself? A brand new phone? Uh, I think it has to be at this point. <laughs> Though it might, I might be gifting myself various one-inch styrofoam cubes as well. So, mm. what's that for? Uh, I'm trying to make like some sort of like modular terrain thing for like D and D. So. Yes, yeah, you mentioned it to me before the podcast. I think it's not a bad idea, especially like if you buy pre-made models of like mountains or hills or trees or whatever. Like that gets expensive quick. You could just make those out of styrofoam or like really easily. Yeah, I got. Plastic. I got a. I got a hundred and fifty little cubes coming my way. Mm, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so I'm I'm all set for arts and crafts. <laughs> to uh, do do in my free time now. How about, how about for you, Drew? How are you doing? You actually just reminded me of the thing I texted you like months ago about miniatures. I need to get on that. I ah. forgot entirely about that. For for the people on the podcast, I, I think I might have talked about this on the podcast, but I'll, I'll keep it brief then if I did. Um, okay. I b- picked up the Darkest Dungeon board game, and it's a miniatures mm. game to some degree. Um, it's not like a Warhammer, like, it, it only plays with miniatures. Like, it's got other mechanics in it. Um, but they all come unpainted. And I do want to kind of, like, set them up. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm going to pick up some cheap miniatures. Like, I don't know, like, whatever the Walmart brand Warhammer figurines are out there. And just, like, <laughs> practice my painting skills. Because I've never really been, like, a big arts and crafts person. Um, I don't there's, have like there's 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 always stuff to try on that you can give a shot at. Like uh, there's always like a bunch of like cheap miniatures you can get offline that are uh, that you can test your hand at. Yeah, I know I have to uh, to re up my supply kits and stuff like that, mm-hmm. so that I, I actually have something to work with. Yeah, I know I have um I don't have like a super precise hand. Um, I know I I I the reason I know this is because. Well, one, generally, I just don't have a precise hand. But two, I've met people, I've met artists who have, like, the fine detail work. that Like, they're able to make very small art pieces. And I saw that, I'm like, I can't get to that level. That, that would be absurd. So, yeah, I, I want to practice a little bit. I'm not going to make any fine detailed ones, but, like, you know, general general coats of paint. The way, I'll, the way I'll describe it is I want to do it like how Mario Paint would do it. You don't really, like, precisely paint things in Mario Paint. You use the bucket and just kind of, like, paint a piece of clothing the same color. Honestly, that's that's okay. Paint You're basically doing paint by numbers, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, that's that's the way I see it. It's like, I, I just want to, like, be like, okay, so their coat is going to be green, and their hat's going to be brown, and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, 
But mm-hmm. um, yeah, for the holidays, um, yeah, I, you know, I haven't really thought about picking something for myself up. Um, I kind of wait till after the holidays to kind of see what like I'd be interested in, just because I don't usually like to buy myself stuff when we're leading up to Christmas. Because I have such a hard time coming up with anything. If somebody asks me what I'd like for Christmas, like my family, I usually give them a list of one or two things. And that's like a struggle to come up with those things. So I don't typically like to buy myself stuff because then I'm depriving myself of things that like I could tell them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I- I'm probably going to pick up a game or two. Um, I was looking up uh, maybe picking up Cyberpunk, but that... Sounds like that's going to be on hold for a hot minute. So yeah, I I know I know we both I have feelings about it, but I'm going to be respectful and wait for my man here to uh, to finish up on that. Yeah, and 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 it's not like I I will make a promise that I will break on the podcast. I promise you that right now. Um, that I I am excited enough. I was excited enough about this game that when it's in a better technical state, I'll pick it up. But. For the time being, I'm like, you know what? I got other games to play. It's the holidays. I'm kind of busy. I'm just going to hold off on it. Wait till it's in a better so, state. So fast review. Uh, wait. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's everyone's <laughs> impression right now. It's just, just hold off. But regardless, I don't want to talk about cyberpunk. Uh, I feel like the internet has a lot of hot takes on that. And we'll come back with our year and a half review later of cyberpunk (laughs) when it's not timely or relevant exactly i mean hell when did we talk about metro like a year and a half (laughs) two years after i don't remember anyway it was after the steam release at least but uh, you you had a movie that you needed to explain to me yes well i i i kind of want to sell you on this movie I feel like this is a movie that maybe you and like a partner could watch or maybe like a couple of friends could get around and watch because this movie is kind of ridiculous. So I want to tell you a story about a New York Christmas wedding. <clears throat> so there's a brand new Christmas movie from Netflix. Just came out this year, 2020. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, and the general idea of the movie is that there is this girl who is... Um, getting married to this guy, like they're engaged, and the 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 fiance, um, the future husband's parents are paying for the wedding. So, um, they want to have it on Christmas to like impress a whole bunch of people and make it a big hullabaloo. How do you do? What a kind of whatever kind of thing. Um, and she doesn't like that because she has mixed feelings about Christmas because of. Her, her childhood and family stuff and all that stuff. So, she she gets into a fight with the soon-to-be mother-in-law, and she storms out. Fast forward a little bit, um, she sees a dude get run over on a bicycle by a car. Oh. Um, in New York. So... She goes over. She's a vet, so, like, she's trying to help with any medical knowledge she has. Um, and the guy's fine. Like, he's like, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Whatever, whatever. And then she just kind of starts talking to this guy about, about like her troubles and like what's going on right now, yada, yada. Now in typical movie trope fashion, how do you think this goes? She meets up with a strange guy and just starts talking about her problems. 
Um, I'm guessing right now. That's what yeah. I'm supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like a typical movie, typical movie like trope. Okay. A woman meets like a straight, like a, a stranger, and starts like pouring her heart out to him. My best guess would be that that person ends up being the love interest, the the new love interest. You would think so, especially considering this is like a romantic movie. No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This movie pulls It's a Wonderful Life. That person who got hit on a bike is her guardian angel, who pulls her into an alternate dimension (laughs) where she is no longer with this guy. She is now dating her childhood best friend, a girl named Kate or Angela or something like that. I don't remember. Um, And they're actually hoping to get married. So, um, she's suddenly in this new world where, like, her entire life is uprooted and she's dealing with this. Now, Uh what do you think the point of, of, like, sending somebody, sending somebody elsewhere to figure out if they were, like, sending someone to an alternate world like how how does that usually play in a movie like they're complaining about their current reality they move to another one that they find that the uh the original reality that they had is supposed was actually not that bad that's that's what i thought that's what i thought that like (coughs) you gain an appreciation for like where you came from or maybe you learn a lesson that you bring back and helps you um no uh she uh she real she realizes that the childhood best friend was the love of her life the entire time um unfortunately in her in her in the original in the original world that she was in uh she died like 20 years ago so she's in this world where she's going to get married to her childhood best friend who's been dead forever and by the way i'm skipping a lot of stuff that goes on in this movie Oh, oh god! Oh, oh wait, hold on. Um, wait, hold on. We need the what? Um, I'm so confused right now, Drew. Mm-hmm. So this wait, guardian angel, so listen to is, listen, listen to this woman's it, problems about uh-huh. how like she wasn't happy about getting a wedding for Christmas, like at Christmas. Um, she wanted to just like elope with her husband or something like that. She just wants something simple. Instead, she's having this big elaborate wedding. So instead, her guardian angel sends her to another another world, where her best friend didn't, her childhood best friend didn't die, and she slowly discovers that she 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 wanted to live with her. Instead, that's really fucked up. That's what I thought. So I'm watching this movie with a friend of mine who who told me ahead of time like this movie gets wild, like give it a little bit of time. You start watching this movie and you start sitting there and thinking like, okay, like it's just a regular like rom-com. You start watching it. You're like, oh yeah, you know, she realizes that she really loves this guy and yada, yada, yada. She learns a lesson. No, Um, effectively the guardian angel brings her into another world to talk her out of being married to this guy. Okay. Also... Because um, it's two girls dating, um, she essentially she's transported to this other world where she only has like two or three days to stay there. The the angel tells her like you'll be going back to your back 
back to where you were in th- in two to three days. Uh, essentially, right after Christmas. Um. So, the first thing that happens to her when she's brought into the world is her and her now wife, her now like fiance, have to go to a priest who is uh, not for gay marriage. <laughs> And talk to him about, like, trying to marry them. What? So, so imagine for a minute I... you're transported to another world where this... you, you, you are, you're, 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 I guess, like, in love with, like, this other person. And, so and. Are we, are we describing what basically happened to, like, the, the former New Jersey go- governor? Like, what? <laughs> what, Chris Christie or someone else? Uh, the one before him that came out oh. as gay, I think. Okay, okay. I was about to say, wait, Chris Christie's gay? Hold on, wait a minute. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No. Um, possibly? Like, uh, this I, is, this, this po- what? I don't po- understand the narrative. Possibly? Um, this movie has a very fun way of raising ideas that are, like, somewhat horrifying and, like, very interesting and never going into them at all. So, for example... Later on in the movie, um, she goes back to her 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 world. She goes back to being um, getting almost getting married to her husband. Yeah. Um, and the angel shows up. She shows up in a church, effectively asking questions about her childhood best friend who died and finding out like how she died, that kind of thing. And um, she ends up in a church. Ask after asking these questions, and she's like, "Hold on, babe, I gotta like, I gotta, I have to pray for a minute. Um, can you give me some space?" He's like, "Absolutely, I'll wait, I'll wait until you're done." And while she's sitting there, um, she sits with her guardian angel, who her guardian angel is like, um, "I saw you're really happy in that other world. If you want, I can take you back to when you were childhood friends." to get along better and to maybe end up together. And she ultimately decides to do this. What? Completely leaving her husband, which by the way, her problems are not with the husband at all. Like her problems are essentially with the mother, her soon to be mother-in-law. The husband, she said multiple times, like she's very happy with, she loves him. She's, she wants to marry him. But when given the choice, she up and abandons him. To go back to when she was a kid to possibly begin a romance with her childhood best friend. That... That's wrong on so many levels. And she is going back in time with the knowledge of her adult self. This Uh, feels very manipulative. She's gonna... She's gonna end up going back and... Being a quadriplegic and uh, <laughs> what, like, and ha- her her mom's gonna die of like lung cancer. It's gonna be horrible. Well, to be fair, her her mom was already dead at this point. The story, like, her mom passed away oh, early well, on before she was before before all the events. Well, all right. Well, there goes my butterfly effect reference. <laughs> no, but her butterfly effect is like this is what I mentioned because her dad also dies after she becomes an adult. Um, so like, okay. Childhood friends, her dad's alive. Current time, her dad is dead. And she is going back to being a kid 
with the knowledge that her dad is going to die from something. She's going to totally butterfly effect this and, like, stop his death, which will reverberate somewhere else. This this She's, sounds like this can go... This can go very... You know what? No. So far, the movie you're talking about doesn't sound sound very self-aware. No. So, no. Oh. Absolutely not. That's that's the crazy thing about this movie. I'm watching it thinking it's like a parody or like being self-aware about what it's saying. No. It's only interested in like this gay love story between childhood friends. And everything it introduces is like... These like really awful time ripply effects that I that I would be extremely concerned about. <laughs> mm. So wait, is this is this indirectly saying that it's her fault her dad died? Then is that what it's saying? They actually don't go into how her dad died, but obviously she went back in time to when she was a kid with the knowledge of whatever killed her dad. So I imagine she's probably going to try and avoid that from happening. So wait, the movie doesn't actually ever touch that? No. It, literally the only time they mention that the father died is in the beginning of the movie when she's with her, when she's talking when she's talking about getting married to her uh, fiancé. And then uh -huh. when she goes back, when she goes to this alternate dimension where she realizes her dad is alive. Those are the only times it's mentioned. She do, they don't really mention what killed him. It might be a disease. He might have gotten Whoa, shot. Hold on. He might have like, just died of old age. On. I don't know. That is... That is clearly, that is clearly some sort of representation of, that it's basically her fault her dad died. Is you know, it? like, if, if if the difference, either that, or being gay heals your parents, or something <laughs> like that. Like, I, mm. Oh, God, that'd be, that would be amazing if that was actually a line in the movie. I could maybe see that being a line. But, but like... Yeah, I guess I guess the implication is that in this timeline where she in this timeline where she marries her best friend, she did something to avoid her father dying. Or or in the or in the universe where she's going to be married to her husband, she did something to kill her dad, possibly. Yeah. This got darker or, than I thought. Oh my god. <laughs> Or, and this is the other one, if we're doing, like, uh, de if it's, like, more deterministic, maybe this already happened. And she in, in, in the other timeline, she already went back. Oh, no. Well, okay, it's not, a t it's not like she jumps in time. These are, like, alternate universe kind of things from the Guardian Angel. It's, it's not it's like sounds, she's time it, jumping. It sounds, it sounds pretty fucked up, man. It's, I don't... I don't I don't like these rules. It's kind I don't like these world rules. It's kind of absurd, which is why I'm recommending people watch it because as you're watching it, you're just watching like if you're interested at all about like alternate dimension or like time hopping paradoxes or anything, you just start it starts to creep into your mind of like mm. like you're doing all this stuff. You're affecting you're affecting the world like like, and then, like, it's just kind of nuts. There's a scene where she goes back to, um, where she goes back to, um, where she goes back to her, her husband's timeline. Okay. And she goes to that church to find out what happened to her childhood friend. And she finds out that the priest, who was the, like, 
like wouldn't marry them because the church says no um <clears throat> um was secretly doing gay marriages behind the church's back and was expunged for that like he was like whatever the word is like removed from the faith because of that okay and that happened in like her timeline so like her timeline with her husband is like the darkest timeline where her childhood friend has died this priest has been like excom excommunicated that's the word excommunicated from the faith um her husband i mean her her father died like it's a dark timeline that she's in and she's just like yeah i want to go to the happier one where me and my friend get married <laughs> me and my childhood friend get married and everyone's alive and well yeah it's i guess i would want that too it's insane but like the way i'm describing this movie is way more interested than the movie is in it like oh. the movie is just <laughs> interested in like exploring this like gay childhood friendship relationship that these two have which is fine but it's raising all these questions on the periphery and never talking about them <laughs> it's absurd it's absurd you have to see it it's it's insane you know some movies get really absurd if you start breaking them down mm -hmm. like you know the santa claus right yeah um man kills santa mm-hmm Takes over, takes over North Pole. Right. Elves don't care that Santa died. Right. Um, he's just next in line. He's just next. They none, none of the elves actually care the fact that you know there's a new Santa. They're like, oh yeah, you're the new Santa now, so that makes sense. They're just kind of matter of fact about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a little concerning, if you ask me. Um. Because that, oh, yeah. that kind of insinuates that Santa kind of gets rotated out pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Like, that's... Honestly, that's kind of what I like about the Santa Claus. It's definitely a little bit of a darker look at that movie. It's a little bit darker of a look at that kind of thing. And I'm not saying, like, oh, it's good because it's dark. But, like, it just takes its subject... Like, it, it sets the rules in the universe. And it kind of plays with it. Where, like, it doesn't outright say that the elves are used to getting a new Santa... But they don't seem phased by it. Yeah. Like when he shows up, they're like, oh, hey, by the way, uh, here's your suit. Um, you have to be here on this day to work. Um, by the way, here's an elf with some hot chocolate. Uh, go rest up. Oh, God. I just realized something. Mm -hmm. In Santa Claus 2, he's supposed to get a wife, right? Yeah, that's, that's like the second clause is he needs to marry. Otherwise... He, uh... The 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 uh, the uh, the Santa Claus one didn't have a wife. Oh, there was yeah. no what happened to there... her? Right, like that like, would okay, mean he that died. that would mean that like he didn't get a chance to get the Santa Claus two going, and all the elves yeah. are very surprised about like, hey, this is a clause that you have to get in. So that means like Santa's been being replaced like clockwork. Well, okay, so so to be fair, they don't mention it to Tim Allen until the second movie, which is, I think, like, a, a year or two into him doing it. So it's not like exactly. immediately you need to get married. But yeah, it, 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 it raises two questions, which is, one, did the first one get married, or was he around long enough to get married? And two, if he did get married, what happened to Mrs. Claus? Did they throw her down a well? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I love the I love the image in my head of all the elves gathering around Mrs. Claus, and they're like, "You know what has to happen," and she's like, "No, no, I can help. I can be useful." And then just chuck her in the ice water outside. Oh my god, this is so fucked up. <laughs> I never thought about this. This is hilarious. I'm sending this. Okay, so the friend I watched uh, a New York Christmas wedding with, I'm sending this to her because I absolutely need to get her take on this. It's okay. This is amazing. I didn't think about this. Look, sometimes the movies get really problematic when you start thinking about them real hard. Oh, yeah. Like, especially when they have hard rules like that. Like where they're like, mm-hmm. oh, like the 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 Santa Claus, whoever kills Santa Claus needs to become Santa Claus. So what happens if he just like doesn't do it? Like Christmas is canceled, obviously. But what do the elves do? Do they like kill him? Do they like do they need to find a new Santa before next Christmas? I'm not really sure how what what are the, what are the rules on that? Like, uh, and- well, you know what? He was kind of being compelled, right? Hmm. So I think, like, he doesn't have a choice. It's like some eldritch god is puppeting him to make Christmas a thing. Yeah, and then, like, on top of that, what... Okay, so with the the second clause, what happens if you meet someone who isn't interested in, like... Isn't interested in, like, a government wedding or something like that? Like, they're not interested in marriage. They're just like, yeah, I mean, I just want to, like be with someone I, I i don't think we should like tie ourselves together with like marriage like then they're just screwed they have to they have to concede to getting married or well i mean you gotta remember in the in the santa claus 2 uh the documentary um, <laughs> you gotta remember that uh he springs that whole marriage thing onto the what is it the the principal or whatever oh uh, yeah the very last minute Oh yeah, absolutely. She has no That's... room to decide. That's always been something I thought about that movie. That woman was like, essentially like catfished into that marriage. That is, it is uh, a very um, problematic uh, <laughs> marriage. That's that's for sure. Hey, let me bring you to the North Pole, where I'm going to ask you in front of two hundred elves uh, whether you say yes to to being married to me. I need to look this up first. Hold on, because i i need to I need to remember if it's. Oh God, I need to remember like what the clause exactly was. Yeah. So, okay. It, okay. Okay. Here you go. So. Okay. Okay. Um. Until the head elf Bernard and Curtis, the keeper of the Handbook of Christmas, inform him that there is another clause, the Mrs. Clause. Scott is now pressed to get married before the next Christmas Eve, or the clause will be broken and he'll stop being Santa. What happens if the new Santa Claus is gay? Like, does the other person have to be a Mrs. Claus? What if he shows up and he's like, you're you're forcing me into a, into like a straight hetero marriage by this clause. I literally have to marry a woman. I mean, I guess it's just. I guess you. Did. I mean, what what are the, what are the rules of the marriage though? Like, is there a, is there a consummation clause it, too, or <laughs> you just like say it? Can you just stay, say that you're married? We're staying away from like, that Yo. one. <laughs> we're staying away from that one. 
Like, could it just be a sham marriage where they don't actually get to actually, you know, it's engage called, in anything? It is called the Mrs. Clause, so it has to be, like, a woman. Yeah, I guess. Like, I would assume. Um, also, if we're going to talk about screwed up stuff in the, in the second movie, can we talk about how um, effectively they created life with the toy Santa and then killed him? Like, they effectively played God and created life. And then was like, nah, he's a bad guy, and just killed him. Well, I mean, we, there's a lot of things we can say about that. For one, the fact that they didn't notice that it wasn't him. Yeah, that's true. That, that's actually the first point, which is really obvious. Is like, the man is smooth as butter. How are you not going to notice that that is not Santa Claus? I don't, I don't think the elves are all that bright. They're actually blind. Um, that's the only way this all works. They just assume that every... Every Santa that comes back is the same Santa, even they, if they don't sound it, the same or if they do different stuff. It's it's the clothes that that do it. It seems. Oh, wait, no, wait. He was in the dictatorial uniform. It might be the beard. The beard tells them. So if like they go, if they walk into a Santa convention, they're going to be very confused. <laughs> they're very confused. <laughs> they are they are lost. Um. Oh God. Now I'm just okay. Okay. We need to get off this topic. I'm I'm gonna no, ask so no, many questions no, about the no, Santa no, Claus. No, 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 no. We have we are not we are not done yet, Drew, because we still need oh, to an, ask the the important question. Yes. The important question is, how come everybody doesn't believe in Santa Claus when when gifts show up, not from the parents, not from the relatives, under trees. That's something that, like, I've always thought about with Christmas movies is, like, in, in a world where Santa actually exists, how are we all still, like, in this weird space where, like, nobody believes in Santa except for children when gifts continue to show up unannounced? Like, that, that, happens, kinda... in, that happens in Elf. That happens in, like, um, a- any Christmas movie, really, where Santa Claus Santa Claus, sh- Santa Claus shows up in Narnia. Does that mean Santa Claus is real in the human world as well, or just in Narnia? Uh, there's so many questions to that. Oh wait, literal no, there's Santa even, Claus. There's even more, right? Like so, like what would what would be the protocol if 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 that were be if that be true, right? Like, do people just pretend because like if they don't pretend, like they'll get in trouble by adult claws or something i guess like maybe he doesn't look at adults in the same way maybe he can't because uh we're all filled with sin and regret um (laughs) but at the same time then like people would have to turn off their own like i'm thinking super functional like santa 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 comes down your chimney or in your back door or front door or whatever and he gives presents does that mean like everyone needs to turn off their home security systems on Christmas? And does that mean like everyone has the possibility of getting robbed on Christmas because they turned off their home security systems? Wait, like, uh, hold on. Don't, hold on. We where where there is magic there is a way. True, yes. But can you imagine like all the angry calls ADT and like all the home security systems would get? If they were like some stranger snuck into my house and the alarm didn't come off, I thought you guys were mm-hmm. the best. Then they'd have to market themselves as like Santa proof, <laughs> magic proof. 
Because now we're talking about a universe where magic exists. And now I'm like, oh God. Anthony, right. I have a, Anthony, I have a question. <laughs> What's your question? Why does Santa have a SWAT team in the Santa Claus 1? Oh, he does, Why does he have, he? like, an elite task unit? Are they trained? Are they weapon trained? Do they have a license to kill? <laughs> are they, like, a part of his military that get promoted to, like, his secret service detail? No, I think I think they're the ones that, like, steer people away, like, when they're doing the North Pole expeditions. So, like, they're, like, the Air Force of, like, of, like, okay, no, we're done, we're done. My head hurts. <laughs> My brain hurts. I, I for one, enjoy this Christmas special. Can, 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 can I ask a question that's going to seem like a detour, but sure. is, like, I, th- I think is a decent way to kind of, like, wrap up the holiday season sure what what's your favorite holiday movie like if if you're feeling in the holiday spirit what what's a holiday movie you want to watch um hmm that is really hard um i'm not sure that i really have any favorite holiday movies in all honesty you know, like, I, I, I can't. I'm not like, yeah, Christmas movies. I want to watch a Christmas movie. Really? You don't have like a soft spot for like the old Rankin Bass movies, Santa Claus, Elf, those kind of movies? Well, for one, Elf is Sin. So that's a no Hold on. one. Hold on. Can you explain? Uh, well, I don't, I don't, I don't think Will Ferrell's that funny. I mean, I'll give you that, yes, but Elf is a classic. Okay, but I mean, that's that's a very awkward movie, and I hate awkward humor. I mean, I'll give you that, yes, but like it's, it's... it, I cringe, I cringe that I entire like... movie, and that's it's not, and I don't enjoy that as like a feel i feel like that movie oh okay i'll give you that that like if you're not i'm I'm definitely not in a cringy humor but like that movie has heart that movie has like a decent story to tell it's not just all like i would put that probably at the top of will ferrell comedies like it, it feels like it's actually like trying to say something it has a script it has written out jokes where most okay. will ferrell movies don't I gotcha. I see what you're saying, and that's fine, and that's nice. But, eh. I mean, that's fine if you don't like it. I'm just if you're saying it's sin, that's that's a different story. All right, fine. I don't have strong feelings negatively towards Will Ferrell or his movies, even though I don't enjoy them. There, now we're boring. <laughs> now we're boring. <laughs> Well, I just wanted you to explain why Will Fer- why Elf is sin. That's all. That's all I'm looking okay. for. Okay. Okay. All right. Fine. But you know what? If if I had to have like a Christmas movie that I enjoy, 
It's probably like the old, um, the old sort of like, uh, what is it? Like the fabric and clay. Uh, what? Christmas movies, you know? Fabric and clay. What? You talking yeah, about you know, like, like the, the like, Rudolph the like, like, Reindeer? Yeah, yeah. And like Santa oh. Claus is coming to town. Like, uh, Heat Miser and Cold Miser or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the that's the Rankin Bass movies. They're uh, they're they're the stop motion ones. Ah, I didn't yeah. know what Rankin Bass was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the company who put out all those like stop motion holiday movies back in the day. Um, yeah, I mean those are those are solid picks. I um I guess the reason I asked is because me and my family have made it a tradition about. Um, watching a Muppet, uh, a Muppet Family Christmas. Mm. Now, now, not specifically a Muppet Christmas Carol. A Muppet Christmas Carol is great, but okay. A Muppet Family Christmas is a movie that I grew up on. That is kind of lost media, to be honest. Um, it's. It, I don't think it's been put out within the last like ten or twenty years on physical media. Because it was like a TV special that they put out that was just about like the Muppets go over to Fozzie Bear's grandma's house to celebrate the holidays. And it's everyone. Like it's the entire cast of the Muppets, Sesame Street, Fraggle Rock, like everyone. Mm-hmm. So the house is filled with like a hundred odd puppets. Okay. Um, and it's so cute. Like, I'll be entirely honest with you. The reason I watch it every year is because it's really nice. It's kind of heartwarming. The jokes are funny. Um, It's just a nice little casual thing to watch. In fact, I might try and, like, I might try and put it on as, like, a Wednesday movie uh, during, like, our holiday, during the holidays. Because, honestly, like, I just really like it. It's, um, it's, It's not anything super involved. It's not like you need to follow the story super closely. The biggest the plot gets is that, um... Miss Piggy doesn't might not make it to the ho- the family Christmas. Mm. That's like the biggest plot point, but the songs are all catchy. Like if you're a fan of the Muppets, there's plenty of little Easter eggs everywhere for it. It's great. Um, make a habit of watching it every year. Okay. Yeah. If if I, if, it, if people were interested in watching it, by the way, it is on YouTube. Um, there's no real legitimate way to watch it because. Well, I think it's in some kind of copyright limbo because of the songs. The songs they use are licensed songs. Mm. But yeah, it's um, it's nice. It's very nice. It's, sorry, I interrupted you. What were you gonna say? Yeah, I, I was gonna say that I don't really have anything like that. I don't have like any of the stuff that I I like to to watch. Out of like, ooh, yeah, we'll we'll do that. We never really did anything like that when I was a kid. Hmm. that we had like a movie that we we definitely had to watch um i'm very much of the mind where it's very hard for me to watch things repeatedly yeah um it just i don't know i i don't really have anything like that i don't have like comfort movies or uh, traditional movies or anything like that that i I like to watch I feel you on that yeah I'm, i'm kind of in the same boat where like i don't like to watch things a hundred times over but I don't know. There's there's kind of like a special place in my heart for some holiday movies because at the end of the day, when you get there, uh, when you get to the holidays, um, I don't know. It's, it's it's a nice way of kind of like feeling like you're in it because I feel like sometimes you just kind of rush towards the holidays and 
at a point you kind of want to just sit down and be like, I want to be feel in the spirit. Like instead of rushing around and being like, oh, I got to put up lights. Oh, I got to get presents. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to do that. It's just like, oh, yeah. Sit down with some eggnog or some gingerbread cookies and watch something, watch something Christmassy. Watch something for the holidays. Well, I do have my bottle of eggnog, so I do have that. <laughs> Drew, what is what is what is the Christmas feeling for you? Because I feel like I, I I don't really have a Christmas feeling. What are you, the Grinch? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> your heart grew. Your heart shrunk three sizes that day. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it just it's just a nice feeling of being like a mix of kind of like you're at the end of the year. Um. You're gonna see family. You're gonna exchange presents. You're, it's just kind of general, feel general good feeling. Because it feels mm. like things are kind of wrapping up. Like by the time you've given presents to everyone, by the time you've celebrated, maybe even when New Year's rolls around, it kind of feels like the year's wrapping up. That's kind of a nice feeling to a degree, and not even just like. 2020 feels like it's wrapping up like every year it feels like yeah this is the end of the year you put a cap on it turn the page yeah. in, in the story of life i get you i get you mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like that's more of like a new year's feeling than a than a than a christmas feeling um i could see that but at the same time i ca- i kind of get these feelings leading up to christmas like it, it kind of December... com- c- combines for you yeah, December for especially since they're a week apart. Like, I, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to separate my feelings that deeply, um, that deeply about that. Like, for the most part, Christmas and New Year's are just reasons to see friends and family when we're not living in a global pandemic. <laughs> True. Yeah. So yeah, I um, yeah, I, I kind of lump it together. It's just like a nice, a nice feeling of being like, okay, I get to see people I don't see very often. And I can kind of put a cap on the whole year. That makes sense. Yeah. I've picked up what you put down. Hmm. Can I interest you in some holiday spirit? Um, will it cost money? No, no, no. It just involves you drinking more eggnog. I meant to say holiday Uh spirits. Ah. (laughs) All right, Anthony. For the for the end of the podcast, we're gonna have you drink the entire bottle of eggnog in one gulp. All right. All right. Ready? Here we go. All right. Ready? Three, uh, two, one, uh, go. Uh, <laughs> are you just making sound effects into your into your uh, into your mic? Or are you actually drinking? Ah uh, man, I drank. Uh, oof. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize, Anthony. I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to make you drink a whole thing of eggnog if you actually did. I did not, no. Okay, I don't, good. I don't I don't have that relationship with alcohol. <laughs> Alright. Well, happy holidays, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll be seeing you next year. And uh, everyone stay safe. Yeah, may this be released before the new year. <laughs> On our date of recording this, uh, December 22nd, 2020, uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah.